Good afternoon and welcome to the latest edition of Tree Talk with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. I can see the smile on your face, Matt. The club action is back with a hectic weekend with the senior from intermediate, intermediate and junior hurling championships kicking off with many of our, our Limerick heroes in action and so many more of the club players have become so accustomed to. So we'll go back over all those games and look ahead to round two, which takes place this weekend. So stay tuned for that and more. The impression of the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, what a Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar in the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left. He's a chance to score. He's winning the There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> As always is the case when we're live, um, anyone feel free to comment in to say how your team got on the weekend or who you think is going to win the championships or whatever, any questions you might have for myself or Matt. But I suppose there's a lot of talk about the split season, Matt, as the Intercounty one came to an end and there was no real break between Limerick winning three in a row and the club championships come back. But it was as, as successful a weekend as they're going to get in any club championships. There was uh, nearly all the games, I think there was only bar one, bar bereavement that went off without a hitch. And it's just brilliant to have all the clubs back in action and you know the weather is decent from one day to the next it could be terrible but you know oh, for all this talk it is brilliant to have the, the clubs back uh jack jack it's it, it's just simply unbelievable as as you said there's a permanent smile on my face for the next three or four months while all this action is 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 going on the big the big problem of course is jack to try and pick and choose between what what games to go to but Jack, what a start. What a start to the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship. Uh, absolutely, without exception, it was marked by great hurling, marked by big crowds, great excitement. And, and, and Jack, something that, you know, um, he, we saw the Limerick players over the weekend after completing three in a row All-Ireland titles, you know, that they would be forgiven to be a for for being slightly off the mark, but not a bit of it. They 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 actually stood out, you know, in all the games. Like and um, um, I was I was at I I, I was at two games now in the, in the senior hurling championship, and Kieran Barry is only a member of the the Limerick um, subs. He was a member of the Limerick subs going into the uh, going in in the All Ireland final, and. What an extraordinary transformation in him as a player. And we'll be talking about in the context of a day on the hand, how he has matured and evolved into being a fantastic player um, because of his involvement, first of all, with UCC, I suppose, a hand and, and um, his he, he's, he's first year now with Limerick. And if you ever, Jack, if you ever wondered why Limerick are All-Ireland champions, if you were in Mali Grand, on Saturday night, you would have got an answer, you know, um, and see the performance of Cullen Coughlin, 
And to think that he's not on the first Limerick 15, it gives you a sense of the actual strength of, of what's available at John Kiley's disposal. But overall, it was a fantastic opening weekend. I saw games across three levels. I saw it in, in senior, premier, intermediate, and in, in intermediate. But Jack, unfortunately, you know, the, the games went off without a hitch. But there is an, an element of discontent out there. And I suppose it, it's only fair to say it. And I don't know what the answer to it is. But the, 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 the whole plethora of games that are being played on top of each other. Um, you know, uh, the constant narrative that I met over the weekend was why aren't the games more spread out? And they're talking about more spread out in, in uh, over the weekend. Like, for instance, this Saturday night, we have four senior hurling championship games and four premier intermediate championship games in direct competition. Yeah. You know, and there, 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 there are people, Jack, in this county, and there are quite a number of them. And there's an insatiable appetite out there for following at the moment. There are people that would go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to watch hurling. And, uh, you, you know, like it, 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 having so many games condensed into the, condensed into the one evening, I, I, I think is bad. And it would appeal to those that um, have, have power to do something about it, to go and do something about it. Because yeah. I, I don't want to be jumping the gun now, but the weekend after next, um, um, we, we, we have we have basically it, it's a free weekend as far as senior are concerned. But the county board judiciously are using uh, the week um, to pick up on one of the additional games in the in the Premier Junior or the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship. Because as we know, there are only five games in the senior and intermediate groups. But there are seven in the Premier Intermediate. Mm. And the games are spread out over three nights, which is a good idea. And I, I, I would appeal for more of that. I, also, what a lot of people were looking for and talking about, and what they were talking about was the lack of double headers. Now, I don't know if there's some reason. Um, maybe I'm missing something. But again, if it's possible, to have double headers, I think we should have. We should have. We should do it. And of course, it's it's hugely taxing, Jack, on on our referees. All these games on in the one night, because the referees work as a group, and as you know, when you see in games, they support one another by acting as linesmen and this, that, and the other thing. But when there are so many games on, they're too spread out, and they're unable to do it. So, I think that we should have a general look at it in the interests of. Of we say in the interest of the public, and also in the interest of in in the interest of our referees, who who by the way, Jack, over the weekend did an excellent job without exception. Yeah, I, you make very valid points there. I I don't envy, and I'm sure you don't envy those making the fixtures. But it would be I certainly don't, Jack. And I, I yeah. look, this this is not a criticism, you know, because if if you ask me um, about the, the whole structure. Of the championship is excellent, um, you know, and we've said this time and time again. And the manner in which we run off our games is excellent, and it has proved to be so in the past. But if we could tweak it that little bit, 
I think we would satisfy an awful lot more people and we would head um, nearer to that utopian land of perfection, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think that it's just the appetite for uh, for Limerick Hurling at, at the moment. Um, you know, there's there's a cafe blown belly scene now. I, I'd recommend anyone to venture down there below in Baycastle. It's a lovely little cafe now, in fairness. And there was a few young lads playing hurling that I'd imagine a few years ago probably wouldn't have been playing hurling. It's just, it, it's it's so much in front of us now and we're so successful. It's It's great to see, but you know, if all the games are clashing, you're going to get to one, and generally you'll probably go to your own team, and you know you're being robbed of the chance to see other players. I, for one, would love to see some afternoon games, and maybe a Saturday or, or so or a Sunday. I know it's probably harder for people to get there, but I love that sense of waking up in the morning. You've only a few hours to go to a game, but that's side the point. But hopefully, as we get uh, later into the championship, there'll be more room for maybe earlier games, or as you said, double headers. I suppose with COVID, it kind of put a, a stop on all double headers. So now maybe you know, we can start to reintegrate those back in. But look, that's uh, that's for the powers that be, hopefully. Um, Absolutely, Jack. And it's not a criticism uh, of the powers that be. I understand, mm. um, having been a former board officer um, way back in the dim and distant past, that, you know, that there are issues when it comes to things like this and there are issues of, of you know, different things. But I, I would appeal to uh, the powers that be um, just if they could put on their thinking caps and maybe tweak it a small little bit, um, I think an awful lot more people would be happy. Now, having, having said that, those that were at the games were, and rightly so, extremely happy with the fair that they saw because the fair that I saw over five games, Jack, I thought was exceptional. And I suppose a, a summation of it would be that this Limerick hurling is in a rude state of good health at the moment. Yeah, it definitely is. And we'll just go through the, the senior championship to start with. And this is the results from, from round one. Uh, Kilmallock 223 to 2-9 winners over Patrick Swell. And I'd say that's the game we were talking about first. Juden Apiershag left it late, 220 to its 118 against Dune. And a day and a half, obviously, played out a draw, 115 apiece. Munger St. Paul's beat Lime Palace Henry 116 to 113 in their first game back in the senior ranks. Valley Brown were 118 13-point winners over Black Rock. And South Liberties were 119 to 20 point winners over Gary Spillane. Um, the standout result, I suppose, was the, the 14 point win for Kilmallock. I know you weren't at the game, but you know, you can tell a lot from, from the scoreline. Um, and you talked about the Limerick players hitting the ground running, they did. Um, Kilmallock obviously have the large representation, but all the talk coming from that game is two young fellas. And we had picked out Shane O'Brien, you know, that he was going to make the, the step up, he was going to be pretty seamless. He showed that. I think he scored 1-4 in the night. But Conor Hanley-Clark was one that you had mentioned would play out the field. I wasn't so sure. I thought he was so good in the goals um, for the 20s that it, it'd be hard to see him out the field. But those two lads really lit it up, as well as the likes of Oshin O'Reilly at the, at the defence. They were they were teaked off. I thought Phelan O'Reilly was very good as well at half hour. But those two lads, um, Conor Hanley-Clark and Shane O'Brien, is the perfect tonic for Kilmallock because... After you win a county, everyone is saying, oh, you need to add one or two. But that's not always the case. Limerick have pretty much done it with their, their both the same 15. But Kilmallock already have two in to have hit the ground running. And if anyone doubted before the game, Matt, they certainly won't be anymore. Uh, they won't. They won't, Jack. And, um, you know, looking at it, and we predicted that Kilmallock would win. Um, I Before I went to any of the matches, or Sorry, after the hand game, when I got hold of the program and got home here and started looking at the teams, 
And the, the, the immediate thing that strikes you, and we, we mentioned it last week, and we mentioned about these two guys last week as, as to what they were capable of doing. Um, and I'm not in the slightest bit surprised by, by the performance of Shane O'Brien and, and Conor Handy Clark. But I, Kilmallock have lost Kieran O'Connor and they've lost Liam English. Mm. And they've actually, they've actually strengthened. Because, you know, uh, what a position to be in. You know, you lose your centre-back and the, the man that you have to slot into it is Paddy O'Loughlin, an All-Ireland winner. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then you, 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 the two forwards that that, that have um, that 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 came in, um, Shane O'Brien and and and, and Connor Handy Clark. I I think Kilmallock are in a very very strong position, Jack. That very strong. That their side that their side has strengthened because if you take it, Jack, they they have six of the All Ireland senior squad, and they have two key players, albeit Connor Handy Clark. He's playing out the field for for Kilmallock. Two key players of the Limerick under twenty All Ireland team. Yeah. Like that, that, that in itself, and add in Paddy O'Loughlin, who's an All Ireland winner. You know, check You know, their challenge is not to be discounted. Now, I suppose if, if you look at the, the graphic of the scores that you put up there, if there is one surprise among them, I think the only surprise has been the margin of Kilmallock's victory. Yeah, you know we wouldn't we but, wouldn't call that before the game, but they were thoroughly deserving of that um, for that performance. Yeah, but then again, you 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 have to look at the other side of the coin because, and you 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 have to look at Patrick's well situation. No Brian Bonney after almost two decades, and you know the influence that he brings. No two-time hurler of the year, Keen Lynch. No Josh Considine, no Kevin O'Brien. There are four leading key players, crucial players in any Patrick's Well strategy that, uh, you know, that Patrick's Well were down. Okay. So, like, you, you, you had Kilmallock strengthening considerably and Patrick's Well probably weakening considerably. So that, that's t- to some way, goes to explaining the result that we got. But are Kilmallock really like they conceded two goals early on, and I don't know if it was maybe a bad thing for Patrick Swell to start so so good because I'd say it kind of kicked Kilmallock into life because by half time they were ahead. It was twelve points to two three, but you know those lads last year, the likes of Ocean O'Reilly, you know he'd obviously won in All Ireland before last year. It was off the panel, really came into his own last year. He continued in that form. He was a bit deeper. Still chipped off six or seven or five or six points, you know. Even Michal Hulan was quiet, you know, which is another good thing for Kilmallock that not everyone hit hit their peak. It's not as if they can they're not going to get better. Like they can get better and they have a challenge down the horizon that we get to that. But I'd say for Patrick's well, it's a case of okay, it's very hard to see them into strength semi-final now. Can they just get through this, get into quarterfinal, and hopefully they'll have those boys back as as you mentioned, you know. They're they're not the strongest in terms of depth, so they need their big boys playing. If you lose four starters, you're obviously going to lose that impact. And I suppose Jesse Glenn was probably their best forward last year for a lot of it. He's back in the goal now, so I would I wouldn't lose hope for Patrick Swell, but certainly backs the wall. And then for Kilmallock, um, very hard to see a downside from that performance. Like it's available um to watch back if you go into the Limerick J website and go to 
Limerick JTV, you can watch back that game. Like the performance of Kilmallock was pretty much flawless for, for a lot of players, and they are champions at the end of the day. Now they will play Napierschik this weekend, and we will get into Napierschik's game. Um, now if you're happy to to move on from Kilmallock yeah. as well, um, quite happy. Yeah. Left it late. Um, they were trailing one eighteen to sixteen points. And we had talked about Dave Dempsey as one of the most consistent players in the club championship, always good for a goal. He gets that first goal to kickstart to revival, and Connor Boylan then gets the other goal. We've obviously seen how good Connor was this year. Like, Napierski are just so good at winning. You know, they don't always have to be at their best. No, I wasn't at the game, but they don't always have to be at their best. And for Dune, then I think it's a really disappointing win because I can't remember the last time they beat Napierski. They've lost, obviously, two county finals, a couple of semi-finals. It seems to be a monkey on their back that, you know, that could set them back a bit. And for Napier, she could give them huge confidence. And they play Kilmallock this weekend, but we'll get into that game. But from a results point of view, very disheartening for Dune and obviously hugely positive for Napier. Absolutely hugely positive. I saw Napier playing in the league final. Um, I saw him playing in the league semi-final as well, in which they, they, they were awesome in the first half. Left Gary Spillane overhaul him in the second half. And um, Gareth Bland led with, with um, going into injury time, but for a couple of um, um, Kevin Downs' points would, would have caused a major shock. Some the following week in the league final against the Dare, they were simply one word awesome. And um, I, I, uh, on my way home, I was scratching my head from uh, the team from the Napierschig line out, and I, all I could find would be seven at a stretch, possibly eight um, championship starters. Which um, you know, which gives you a sense of of, of the strength of of Napierschik. Like for instance, there, there was no Willem Odunahu, no Casey brothers, um, no Ronan Lynch, no Boylan brothers. You know, Carl King only came on in the last few minutes. Um, that 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 you know, they 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 awesome strength. But Dune will be scratching their head this week as to what they have to do to beat Napierschik at this stage. Yeah. Like they, they they had a glorious opportunity to get off to a winning start, and and um, you know uh, they did whether they allowed or just in the piercing up through the gears, and 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 pulled it out of the fire. Um, what will it do for Dune? You you raised the question there, June. Your 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 remarks on it, uh, Jack. I'm I'm not so sure. I I think they will regroup. Um, they will regroup. They have a dare this weekend now, and um, they, they they will see it as an opportunity um, to get back to winning ways when it's not one of the the top four that they're playing. Um, were they to be playing Kilmallock this weekend, um, it it, it, it may be a different story. But um, and that's no disrespect to a dare because, like you know, for the last five years it's been the same. Point. We're, we're belting this out every week. It's the same four that have contested the semi-finals, and you, you, you know um, that puts a hand and a dare in a very difficult position in Section A as they try to break into it. Mm. And um, uh, you know, I I I I think Dune will be really chomping at the bit this weekend to get back to winning ways. Um, it, it is an opportunity. Um, it's an early opportunity to get points on the board, which will be very, very important for them. But whether to fail a second time, they could be in trouble because um, they have already picked up a point. 
Um, yeah, and I'll I'll cut across to you there because before we get into this weekend's games, we we will finish a, a hand versus there one fifteen all. You were at the game. I wasn't there myself. I heard an awful lot about Tom Morris. He was excellent in the day, but that it could have went either way. There was no, you know, if a, a draw was a fair result. A draw was a fair result, Jack. There, there, there's no use in saying otherwise. But having said that, that a draw was a fair result, um, um, a hand will have a lot of head scratching to do as, as to how they left the game slip when they when they hit 19 wides over the game, over the over the course of the game, which was phenomenal. Now, um, uh, they were culpable enough to in that regard in that they had 14. So, or 15, it, the, the, the 13 they had, the, the statistic anyway sim, was simple, Jack. There were 32 scores in the game and there were 32 wides. Okay. So, so between them and the end of that 115 apiece, you had a 50% conversion rate, which, yeah, which is, you know, which, which is fine when they're playing one another. But when you come up against the top four, you know, not good enough. Yeah, I suppose they're hoping that they can... Get that one out of their system, and look, it's a it's the first day back. Um, for for all these teams, you know, for a hand, they obviously place a huge emphasis on the three county boys, and they've only probably had them for the bones of a week, you know. So, trying to em- embed them back into the team isn't going to be very easy. That was last weekend's results. This week, you know, it comes around thick and fast, and the standout the standout game ha- has to be in a Pearshig versus Kilmallock, a repeat of the seventeen final. Um. And kind of like Dune, Kilmallock really haven't got that win. They have got a couple of wins over Napierstig in the early rounds, but they haven't, you know, got a big win over them since 2014, that county final. That they're flying at the moment. They're coming to the game as champions. Napierstig left it really late against Dune. That, you know, Kilmallock will probably look at this and, and say, we can lay down a marker here and that when we come back in three weeks' time, that we are the team to beat. Whereas Napierstig will be. Kind of saying we're favourites in the in the eyes of the bookies. Let's prove it. You know, it's a real fascinating game. Oh, it's an absolutely fascinating game out in Dune on, 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 on Saturday night, and I'm looking forward to going out to it. Um you, you, you're right. Um just just as Dune were in need of um, a vital win over the Piercing so are so are Kilmallock. And I, I have a sense that um this this might be Kilmallock's evening. Um were, were Kilmallock to put themselves into a position that Dune put themselves into winning by five points late in the game, I'm not so sure that they would cough it up, you know. Um, it's, it's going to be a hugely interesting game. Like, it's it's a, it's a game with a stellar cast. Um, there, are, there are so many big names on each side. But I, I have a sense on this one that Kil- Kilmallock might just edge it, Jack. Yeah, I'll get, your, I'll get your predictions down the end. But, you know, they're... they're... <laughs> It's a one that's really hard to call. Um, if Kilmallock played like they did against Patchwell, it's hard to see any sort of any club team in any county beating them. They were just everything they did was so slick in terrible conditions as well in Newcastle. Not the pitch, obviously, the, the weather was fairly miserable, you know. That if they can reproduce that, but often we see the sight of that light blue jersey, you know, like the black and amber jersey before Kilkenny or like the Limerick jersey now that you're nearly beat before we were playing, that they just have that aura and they've built it up by winning so many counties that, you know, Kilmallock would just have to look at this as a game, as, as a game and not get too ahead of themselves. But, you know, if they can win, you know, they're, they're on to win or there. Like, and it's very hard to retain in Limerick, but if they were to beat Napierstig, you'd have to have them as odds on to retain. Yeah, 
Well, I don't know about odds on, you know, but um, just to put it into context, the magnitude of this game, it's it's between two clubs who won 10 of the last 12 Limerick Senior Hurling Championships, the yeah. Pier 6 6 and, 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 and Kilmallock 4. That, that, that is the scale of, and that's a sense of the level of dominance that these two clubs have enjoyed. Patrick's well have won the other two, so over the last 12 years, nobody's got a look in other than those three, even though Dune have been featuring in the last four um, for the last five years and have featured in a couple of finals but haven't got over the line. So that gives you a sense. And, and if, if you look down through the cast, and um, as, 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 as we spoke already about the, the number of players that are involved with the county team, the number of players that are involved with Limerick, and, you know, there are some players on the Napiercic side, you know, sitting out looking for seventh county medal this year. <laughs> there are oodles of them in the Kilmarnock team. Um, uh, setting out looking for a fifth county medal, and yeah. they, 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 this this is in a county that has won the four of the last five All Irelands. So it, it 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 will give you a sense of the level that these two clubs are at. Whether they're going to detach themselves from the rest for this year, you know, hard to know. Like in the Pearcey are smarting after being beaten in the semi final by Patrick Swell last year. Quite obviously, yeah. and and I I saw and it's it's it, you know you, you you can say when it comes to the championship forget the league but I I I saw signs there in, in those league games that this was a side with a desperate determination that that, that I, I saw I saw a side on a mission even though they were shot at an awful lot of players and I could only think of one mission and that was to atone for last year and and um. And get back the daily cup. So it, this this is going to be a fascinating scrap in in, in doing on on on, um, on on Saturday evening. But I just have the sense that there's a bit of momentum, you know. I just have a sense that Kilmallock might just get over the line on this one. But um, you know, it, it it's only a, a pointer of many to what might happen later in the year. Yeah, and I'd imagine. We well, you know, look at the draw, but I feel like we'll probably see this matchup again. So if you were to play a second time, you'd be you'd be hoping that you were winners in the first round. But that game is obviously live um on Limerick J TV this Saturday night, as you said, at seven o'clock in Dune. Anyone looking to get the the link to purchase it, it's on the Limerick J um website in the Limerick J TV column, or else it's on Sporting Limerick's website in in one of the articles is up there, but we'll have it shared in our socials closer to the game. Um, and I'll get I'll get your predictions for all the games towards the end, Matt. The another thing to come from that game is if someone wins that game, they're guaranteed to top the group before the break because obviously a hand and a dare only have a point and doing a pass will have none. So if someone gets the four, they'll be clear out of top. Mm-hmm. Uh we mentioned Han versus Patrick Swell. That's also on Saturday night in Car Conlish. You were kind of saying that it was a, a chance for Patrick Swell to I know I suppose get points on the board, but for a hand, you know. This is their third year up now. They've got the relegation final twice. They've won it both times in fairness to them. But this is a chance, a wounded Patrick's will, you know, to, to get a win and really kickstart their senior championship campaign for the year. They got the draw against there. As we said, it could have went either way. But, you know, there's a real opportunity there for a hand. And like last year, Patrick's will, I won handily enough. I think they got three goals early on that game. They killed it off. That You know, 
there's a chance there for a hand. And from what you saw on Thursday night, is there, I suppose, is there avenues for them to go and get at Patrick Swell? There is. There, there, there was a lot of things I liked about a hand last, last, last Thursday night, but of course, it was all overshadowed by, you know, their, their wastefulness in front of goal. Um, there was some, they got some horrendous wides now. Um, and I, I came away absolutely convinced that, um, and especially then when I saw the Patrick's Well team sheet and there was confirmation that because a lot of it is hearsay, you know, until you actually see the teams that such and such a one is missing. We all knew about Kane Lynch and Brian Murray had retired and all that. But when I saw the team sheet, um, I begin to say to myself, there is a real potential here um, for a hand to make a statement. But it, 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 it's caveated by by um, a vast and dramatic improvement in their conversion rate, Jack. The conversion rate of of, of um, scoring our... Um, Hitting 16 out of 35 scoring chances, not good enough at all, you know. But I'm sure that they will be working it on the week. And I suppose you would give them a certain latitude on it in that um, it, it, it was their first day out. And, um, um, but, you know, I, I, I have a feeling that, it, that there is an opportunity there for, for a hand in this one. And um, um, whether they'll take it or not. I'm not so sure, and um, right. it's it, it, it's an opportunity for for um, somebody to put it into the top four and yeah. um, the big four. And um, for the first time in a long time, it seems like this could be a game where it's not really hope. You know that there's a real opportunity for someone to kind of upset the odds early on. But you know, you mentioned those injuries to Kevin O'Brien and Josh Constantine. We don't know how serious those are. You know, if they're back this week. You'd be really fancy in Pat Swell. And obviously, when you have Jeremy Burns and Aaron Galen. I actually think Kevin O'Brien is abroad, isn't he? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I didn't check. No, it just he was on the extended panel. So his name was down. So there, I well, imagine maybe that's I, I don't know. I imagine he would be saying, I don't think his name would be down if he was if he was gone for the yeah. year. Um, But there is a chance. And obviously, then, likewise for Dune and Adair. Adair obviously picked up a draw as well. Um. And they'll point to last year's quarterfinal as a as a telltale sign that they have the ability to upset the odds. But you know, Dune have to look at the fact that they led Napierstig for fifty plus minutes. It can't be we lost Napierstig. It has to be kind of a you have to put a positive spin on it. Um, as I said, I'll get to your exact predictions, but this one looks like it will be a Dune victory. It does look as if it will be a Dune victory, but again. It, it could be tight enough. Um, it, 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 it would depend on how they recover from not the defeat to Napierstick, but the manner of the defeat, yeah. which sometimes can, can be far more wounding than the defeat itself. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think this one is going to be quite close as well. I, I, I think that they will, will, will put it up to do, but I think they'll come just a small bit short. Yeah. Um. You know, look, all they're hoping is for for good quality games. That's obviously Friday that kicks off. Well, um, more of the same of last week, and we'd be all very happy, you know. Yeah, that's we will definitely happy. That kicks off the action on Friday at seven o'clock on the Children's Road. Um. Obviously, in Group Two as well. Uh. Last week we had Munger St Paul's, uh, Bally Brown, and South Liberties getting the wins this weekend. We have Lima Palace versus South Liberties. Um. That's at seven o'clock on Saturday evening as well. 
Kildimer lost um, their first game against Munger St. Paul's. And obviously after winning the County Cup last year, there would have been a lot of hypes around them. They obviously have Kyle and Darren and the, and the county team. But um, it was a brilliant game. And we'll get into that more when we talk about Munger. But Kildimer Palace now backs to the wall. And we had kind of singled them out as a team that could break into the top two. Now you did say Munger in fairness, Joe. But South Liberties have the win that it's a chance for South Liberties to kind of put Kildimo in the rearview mirror if you want to move on to four and leave Kildimo on zero. Whereas for Kildimo, it's kind of, it's not the end of the world if they lose, but you're kind of looking at solidifying your status as a senior team as opposed to promotion that even after week one, there's so much on the line. Jack, you know, South Liberties are the one team that are perplexing me because... If if you look back on on 2021, they had a fantastic win over BlackRock in the opening round, and were expected to complete the job when they met Gareth Spillane. And lo and behold, they went down to Gareth Spillane. Now they got through to the quarterfinals on the, the best scoring difference by virtue of the fact of their big win over over um, BlackRock, and I suppose it dampened the expectations of of um, Forum for the quarter final when they came up, especially against Kilmallock. And like you, you'd have to say it was they were they were one of the unlucky teams of last year that didn't pull off a result in that quarter final. Yeah. As as we all know, they scored five goals against Kilmallock. And they 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 they, they did everything, Jack, but win the hurling match. And it it, it took it took Kilm- it took Kilmallock extra time before before seeing him off. Now they started off this year. Like with a win over Gareth Milan, and they'll they'll be looking to to build on it, and as you say, that that they will be looking to put Kildare Palace in the rearview mirror. Um, but <coughs> how Kildare Palace will react to defeat by Mungret raises a question. You know, that's a huge disappointment for him because. <coughs> excuse me, expectations must have been high in Kildare Palace going in this year. But like we did flag it last last week about the, you know, very often the second year syndrome clicks in. And for that yeah. reason, I think we both went for Munger to win that game. Yeah. So um, I, I, think, I think this is a very, very, very difficult game. It's a very, very difficult game for Kildare Palace Henry. Yeah, I was at, I was at the, the it's probably game. Equally, it's probably equally difficult for, for South Liberties because... Basically, what South Liberties are going to turn up? Is it the South Liberties that that um, lost Gareth Spillane last year, or is it the South Liberties that almost beat Kilmallock last year? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I suppose South Liberties have that money in the bank that they have to win. That it's not, you know, a terrible scenario to have one win after two games. It's not the greatest, but uh, conversely, Kilmallock were on and nothing at the moment. And I was at that game against Mungert and like. To be fair to Kyle, was exceptional on the day. He was phenomenally good. He was he scored one four. He won nearly nearly every puck out came down on him, and he won an awful lot of them. Or if he didn't win them, he was breaking them. He was turning over ball. His goal was standard enough for Kyle. Ball broke around sixty five out and picked it up and straight through the middle. And look, there's no stopping him. He gets going. It was the supporting cast that never got going. And you talk about second season syndrome. If those lads, you know don't do what they did last year. KP won't, you know, they won't improve, which they have been on an upward trajectory for five years, which is very hard to, you know, continue. 
But when you have a player like Kyle, if you can just build around him, you know, you you have that standout player. But through no fault of his, were they beaten by uh, by Munger? But again, backs to the wall. So Liberty's have very little to lose. But as you said, you know, it depends on what these teams come like show up on uh, Saturday evening. If it's the KPA last year, they'd, they'd beat any team. If it's South Liberties that played against Kilmallock, they, they'd fancy themselves to beat anyone. So it's another really intriguing tie. Another it's tie. It's, 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 it's a really, really in, intriguing tie that you could make compelling cases for either of them to win it. Yeah, and we, we will we will get into that. We, we think we'll come away to win. On Friday night, Gary Spillane versus Black Rock. Um, two round one losers. Um. I suppose looking to kickstart their season. They have a good rivalry they played last year. Um, their group, obviously, with South Liberties last year, was one that they, everyone beat everyone kind of a job, and it was only points difference that set them through. Um, Black Rock were well beaten by Bally Brown. You were there, and I suppose without saying too much about Bally Brown, because we will get into them, we'll talk about Munger and their game against Munger, obviously. What did you make of Black Rock? Um, they were comfortably beaten by Bally Brown. Um, once Billy Brown got in front and got 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 ahead on him, you know, <coughs> there, there there was little or no doubt at all about the about the result, and um, you, you know they had the deal sealed a long way out. I thought, and um, I I thought I thought that Rock struggled struggled in a number of areas of the field, and um, um, you know, um, was I think it it's going to be. A was the case that Billy Brown were very good though and didn't let him hurl or? Well, there was a, there was an element of that. Colin Conklin was in excellent form. Now Aidan O'Connor had a quiet first half, but by God, did he thunder into it in the second half? And um, Blackrock Black found it very very hard to to um, to counteract him or to, to 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 cope with him. But Blackrock only saved their their their, their skins last year by a playoff win over Monaleen. Yeah, and um. um you know, I, 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 I'm on this performance. I'd be slightly worried for BlackRock, but I suppose if if there was anything to um, you you know to to you know focus their minds, I suppose it, it's ideally that a game against Gareth Spillan is the one that's coming up immediately after it. Yeah. <clears throat> now they they, they 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 up to last year, Jack, they had a horrendous record against Gareth Spillan. But lo and behold, they got a very, very good result against Gareth Balan in the championship in the Gaelic Grounds last year. So that can give you an idea that it is in Black Rock. It's a question of getting it out of them. Now, I saw him playing, playing earlier in the year against Kilmallock. It was in a deferred 2021 South League final. Now, Kilmallock were down the county players of both under 20 and senior on the same night, plus a couple more. But Black Rock dug out a good win and like Ali Morton is doing a very good job, in my opinion, with the resources that he has at his disposal. And um, uh, as I said, Gareth Balaam will be an ideal game, and um, th- th- there will be a bit of extra pressure on Gareth Balaam now because of the fact that they lost to South Liberties in the first round. So um, um, I-, I-, I saw Gareth Balaam also in the league semi final against them. Um, Against Napierce, they were horrible, horrendous in the first half. The way they played in the second half, there wasn't a team in the group would come near them. So <laughs> you, just, 
you you just wonder where where the re- is the real Gareth Balan. Now they they are knocked them, you know that they are hit by a few injuries, but they have they have Mark Quinlan back among their ranks after a long time out with injury, who's a huge plus to any team. So this this is an equally interesting game, you know that there's intense rivalry between these two. Yeah, and. Yeah, uh, it seems to be a case for a lot of teams that if they can find their A game, you know, they could well get into that senior A or senior one, whatever you want to call it. But it, it's finding that A game that they kind of seem to struggle with. And I think, with no respect to any of the teams, I think maybe BlackRock and Gareth Land would have singled out this game as if we can get the job done here, we can actually look far up instead of looking down, you know. So it, it's a it's an intriguing game. And obviously then, uh, Munger St. Paul's. Go on. It's an early season relegation battle, you know, if you like. Hmm. Or it's an early it's an early season four pointer. Because the, the upshot of it for the losers is, you know, to overtake the winners, they have to at least get a win and a draw in the remaining three games. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. It's it is a four pointer straight away, and you know, it, it'll be massive for whoever can come through it. Probably the break is coming at the wrong time for the winners and the ideal time for the losers just to, to regroup. But the other game in the group then is Munger St. Paul's versus Paddy Brown on Saturday at 7 o'clock in Clahan. I was at the, the Munger um, Lion Palace Kindery game. And like in their first game back in the senior ranks without Liam Lynch, without Rory Duff, who would have probably, you would have considered their two best players maybe for, for a lot of people, Rory in the middle and uh, Liam Lynch as the scoring force. They took their time to get into the game. Um, a real physical contest. Extremely phys- One of the most physical games I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, two sides that like to play a nice brand of hurling. So it was very very good to see that from both teams. But I suppose in the second half, as good as Kyle was, Paul O'Brien was outstanding for Munger St. Paul's. He got 1-10. He manufactured the goal from nothing. Um, some of the other players got into the game in the second half. The likes of... Uh, Brian O'Mara in the full in at centre forward started to get into a lot of ball, um, and they'd impact from the sub. Conor Halloran and Keen O'Brien both got points. That it is a squad effort from Mungrath, and they are building and to, to get that monkey off their back after they would have considered themselves um, a senior team for a long time now, just couldn't get out of Premier to me to, to be there and get a win is huge. But they're facing the acid test of Group Two and Bally Brown and. You will, t- you will tell us about how good Bally Brown were against BlackRock. I know you kind of alluded to it, but you were telling me during the week that you were very impressed by him. Yeah, I, I was impressed by him. And um, it was interesting there that you should min- mention physicality because um, like, I have rarely, if ever, seen a team as, physical, as physically strong, as physically well-built as Bally Brown. And they're, they're, they're absolutely giants of men, you know. Practically without exception, and um, certainly they won't be wanted wanting in, in in the physicality stakes, and um, yeah, I liked them, and and I I, I thought that halfback line in particular, I thought they really really gave Blackrock no opportunity whatsoever. Now it should be said like that, you know, Blackrock are down a couple of players from last year, um, Dahi Heffernan and Nigel Hosford are, are, are abroad. And and um, Kevin Palmer, who is certainly one of their key players, Kevin Palmer was missing through injury um, uh, last last week. Whether he'll be back now for to face Gareth Bellan or not, I'm not sure. But um, 
Yeah, Belly, Belly Brown are a very, very, very competent side. And um, I we, we were saying here last week um, when, when we were crystal ball gazing into seeing who might be likely to be the, you know, the two teams in, in, in Section B and a possible winner. I, I, I certainly went for um, went for Belly Brown and, um, and my mind hasn't changed, Jack, from what I saw last Saturday night. Yeah, it's it's really it's one that I'm, I'm planning on going to anyway. It's I think it's going to be a fascinating game. Um, you know, I was really impressed with Mungret. A very different game style to the one they had against Capamore. It was far more hard fought, dug out kind of win, which teams need to do as well. They've added a couple to the team: Conor Linehan and Billy Mullen came into the side, and Brendan Gitlan from the team that won last year. So, like we were saying to Kilmallock, you know, it's not the same fifteen. They've had the injuries and they've just got on with it. So it was good to get a win, but they are going to face a far different test in Bally Brown. Um, we'll get to the predictions in a while, Matt. But just to go through the, the other results um, across the, the competitions, and we will stay in touch with all of them. It's just it's hard to keep up with all of them. Um, Bruff 217 to 112 winners over Effen. Trumman at Laka 113 to 112 against uh, Nakani. Newcastle West and Glenroe drew, which is becoming pretty much standard for those teams. And Mona Lean were two point winners against Capamore, 20 points to 115. You were at the Bruff game, Matt, um, and we had kind of earmarked Effin as a team to watch, but Bruff have laid out a statement already. Yeah, well, we did qualify it by saying at the finish that, I, well, I did anyway, that I thought that, that um, uh, Bruff would finish in the top four, and I've no, I've, you know, I've little or no reason to change my mind on that. I've, I actually any doubt that I had before Saturday night, I have much less doubt about that now. Yeah, Brough were very, 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 very competent. Um, I they made a very smart move before the game because Sean Finn was named to play at centre half back, and um, Paul Brown was named at centre half forward. They could they, they they changed them around a direct swap, and it put Sean Finn indirectly on 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 um, Nicky Quaid. And whilst Nicky Quaid had, had a fine game himself, um, he wasn't able to accept the same level of influence, you know, the way he absolutely dictates games because of the presence of Sean Finn. And certainly Sean Finn, um, the fact that he was up there, I think it, it made that a bit of a, a extra space. And um, Danny O'Leary, who ended up with 110, and, and um, um, to a lesser extent, Chris Brown, they, they really capitalised on it. And of course, you know, Sean Finn showed that he wasn't entirely lost up in the forwards by um, knocking over two lovely points during the course of the game. But I, I, I was disappointed with Effin, I would have to say, Jack. I spoke there earlier on about a hand having 19 wides. Well, Effin tried to emulate him in that, in that race in that they had 15. And some of them at crucial stages because... Um, if if a team, if your opponents are incrementally and slowly building a lead, you know the trick to rein them in is is to try and keep in touch by knocking over points, and um, they they missed a few points both from play and 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 from freeze. Now they're down a couple of players from from last year, including Connor Connor um, Carney, who's who's not available this year, and um, um, PJ Herr, and um, uh, I partly got on him in his carrying an injury. Jack, which which um, which which certainly militated against him making an impact in the game, and um, yeah, look, if if and um, were very very disappointing, and they, they they will need to pick it up pretty quickly, Jack. 
Um, I, I was of the opinion from what we saw in, in, in the county final last year that, you know, that you could see Effin driving on at Premier Intermediate. At this stage, it's only one game in now. We'd have to qualify it by saying. But I'm not so sure it's going to happen. And they, they have a crucial game coming up this weekend when they face from an attacker in the, in, in the second round. Yeah. Now, you know, it'll I'll, give you an idea of what this competition is. I think for the most part, we got our predictions right for the senior. I certainly got my predictions for the Premier Intermediate spectacularly wrong. Without exception, practically. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have went for Trumbull Lacka. I'd say that would have been the only one. And Glenroe and Newcastle have um, played out a couple of draws in recent years, so maybe. But yeah, that's the the nature well, of the there's, there's been great rivalry between them, and there was only a point between them when when um, Newcastle West won it last year. And I suppose this is for the testimony to the fact that there's nothing between those two sides. Yeah, but Glenroe had, had put themselves into a winning position. Five points up on the home straight. Conceded two goals and had to rely on a late point to get an equaliser and a share of the spoils. Yeah, I'll run through so the... That's not a good idea, you know? I'll run through the, the, the games this weekend and I suppose you can just kind of give your opinion as you go through them. Nakeni were beaten in the first round against Brough. Um, Brough to make it two from two? Yeah, I think Brough will make it two from two. Um, of course, there's, there's huge rivalry between them. You know, they're, they're right beside each other. Um, it'll give you an idea of how how um, they're interlinked in there, and that rough rugby club is in the parish of Nakeni. So um, that 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 will give you an idea of how how close up to each other they are. Yeah, I'm going for Brough from what I saw the other evening. I'm, there was a lot of things I liked about Brough. Um, as as I say, um, Jack, my view last week that Brough would make the top four has been copper fastened by what I saw last. Last, last Saturday evening, I, I think um, they're a very, very useful side. And of course, you know, Proffer never shot the hurlers. It was a question of just getting it out of them. And, and certainly um, they, they, they showed it on, on Saturday evening. And Sean Finn had a huge influence. Now, Paul Brown had a great game at centre back, Jack. Well, he's the you sort know, of player that you could kind of play anywhere. And yeah. so, so is Sean. So it's great to see our cornerbacks up the field, you know. Doing their stuff in the forwards. Obviously, Barry plays way out the field for South Liberties as well. But um, moving through the, the games, Matt, they're all at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening. That McKinney Brough game was on in Kilbreedy. Capamore versus Newcastle West on in Kilmallock. That was a repeat of last year's semi final. The Capamore won. Capamore obviously lost their first game this year in Newcastle West draw or drew. Um, which way do you see that one going? Well, Jack, um, when you asked for the top four last last week, the first two I named were Mona Lean and and um, Capamore. And um, as it happened, they were playing last last Saturday evening or last Friday evening. Or, but I was speaking with somebody that was at it, you know, and um, he was absolutely waxing lyrical about um, about these two teams. Um, first of all, they 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 had a, they had a fantastic contest, you know. And I stopped short of saying last last week that it could be potentially um, a county final dress rehearsal um, last week. But apparently, from, from what I'm hearing, that there, there, there are two outstanding sides. And I, I'm going for Capamore to repeat it. Like that. There was a big margin between them last year, Jack. Yeah. But notwithstanding that, it, it, it would look to me as if Capamore are going to drive on. And, and um, I'm going for Capamore on that one. I'd agree with you there. Um, 
Monaline and Glenroo. <laughs> you just spoke about how good Monaline are, but yeah, I'm going, I'm going for Monaline, Jack. You know, no, put no tooth in it. Um, Glenroo are up against it in this one. Um, uh, you know, it, seen her last year. You know, that yeah, that's the point. Either. And it, it was a testimony in last week to see how they adapt. You know, and uh, how they recover. Um, from the shock because relegation, whenever it comes, even though you might be expecting it a couple of games out, it's it's always a shock and it, it's a question of how you recover from it. And um, the the answer to that is, by all accounts, very very well. Thank you. <coughs> and um, yeah, and if, yeah, and I'm going from only to make it two out of two. I agree with you there as well. I suppose on that point, you know, it's it's never guaranteed that if you go down, do you go back straight back up? And we've seen that with Maru, obviously double relegation, so. A credit to Monoline that they can just hit the ground running and obviously the final game you allude to already thrown at Latka and Effen. Uh, it's a huge game, Jack. It's a it's 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 a huge game and uh, just to just to put it into context, um um Drummond Atlaka beat Nakani by a point. David Reedy only played for the last three or four minutes. Yeah. Which means that uh, you know that he's 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 easing his way back from whatever injury he's he's suffered. And that he's likely to start. And that could be the difference between the teams. Of course, you players like Keane Scully now coming through as well in in, in, in Drummond Atlaki, Sean O'Leary and these guys. And um, uh, I, I suppose if you asked me to predict this game before last weekend, I would give you a different answer. I would probably have said Effen, but I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Drummond Atlaki and judging on what I saw last weekend. Yeah, and also Drummond like I can put a player in at centre forward and Nicky Quaid in the in the shape of David Reedy if you want to try and curb his influence. So yeah, it's I can see that one being a draw. Now it's very evenly poised. That's uh for Intermediate Championship. In the Intermediate Championship, just run through the results. Um Brewery beat Rubohor one twenty to sixteen. The Pierce were narrow winners over Fiona, and we've all seen that uh, Shane Dowling goal, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Crew and Caroline played out a draw. Caroline's first game back in the Intermediate Championship. Crokill Finney with a one-point win over Granite Ballangari. Hospital Harborstown beat Kilmallock by a point. And you had kind of singled out Hospital Harborstown before. And, and Palace Green beat Nakaderi by three points. Um, a lot to digest from that there, Matt. Um, obviously, Shane Dowling's goal, first and foremost, it's brilliant to see him back playing. You know, he's only, I'd say Shane is probably only 29 at this stage. And he's been retired. The bones of two years for Limerick, maybe three years. So first and foremost, great to see him back, and we could see him in the senior championship. But a win for the Pearshig is probably what he'd say to us. He's a, you know, they're they're the horse dancers now. Would be it's all about the team, but it must be a really satisfying moment for him and for the Pearshig to get that win against Fiona, who we said would have their say in this championship. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I'm absolutely delighted to see Shane back. You know. Um, like it was one of our saddest days when, when Shane had to call time in his in, in, inter-county career. A huge blow, both first of all to himself, his family, and and, and indeed to Limerick. So it's, it's, it's great to see him back, even though it's down at intermediate level. And, you know, <laughs> I'd say knowing the man, he, it's, it's the first step in working his way back. Um, and then to embellish it with a goal that won the match, you know, um, that, that that that's 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 the stuff of romance, and um, that's that's the stuff of dreams. But um, you know, but <laughs> the act of the impossible. But how many times has he done it on the hurling field in the past? So why are we surprised that he's still doing it 
even though it is only his first game back. But ab- absolutely fantastic re- result from the Pearsick and a fantastic, a fantastic return for Shane Dowling. Yeah, and look, these it's very hard to call these championships. I just run through the fixtures this weekend, and you might just give me. Jack, before, before we go away, uh, uh, there, there, there are two um, things that I, I, I would like to note about the. But uh, I was out to see two of the games this this weekend, and um, I saw one of the best performances I, I think I've seen at that level for a long, long time in young Sam Cronley of Brewery, who. Um, who scored a goal and nine points. He scored about four from play. He got four from freeze. Three from freeze and one from a 65. A goal from a penalty. And he embellished the whole lot with the last score of the game with an absolutely sublimely struck ball. This this lad is only 20. And... um, he certainly is, uh, is one w- w- with a huge future. Now, I was impressed with Brody. And, of course, they were beaten semi-finalists last year. But they have a huge game this weekend with Fiona. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to get to here now. But, 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 but before I depart from the Brody game, in goals for Maru Bohor is the next member of that great goalkeeping dynasty, Killian Quaid. Right. Son of Joe... Son of Joe and um, cousin of Nicky. And he is a typical Quaid goalkeeper. He kept a clean sheet, were it not for a sublimely struck penalty, brilliantly struck penalty by, by Sam Connolly. Um, he, he would have kept a clean sheet. And he's a goalkeeper with a big future, Jack. Yeah, now that Conor Henry Clark is out the field, um, <laughs> there's room there for another Quaid. And we won't say no, we've seen how successful they've been before. I'll just run through the, the group one, Matt. I'd say that the three fixtures, and you can just give me the three names you think will will come on top. You Fiona versus Brewery um, on Sunday at seven or at two o'clock in Fina. That's what I'm looking for the afternoon games. Caroline versus the Pearsig, um, also on Sunday at seven in Clahan. And then Croom versus Mrubohar um on Thursday evening in Fedemore at seven. Yeah, Jack, I I I I think Brewery will just about share it, but it'll be very, very close against Fiona. Um, I think the Pearsic, you know, will just probably get the better of Caroline. And I would say Maru Bohor hurting after the first round victory. Um you know, they didn't do an awful lot wrong, but um it was it was a game that was tit for tat and the goal came in the thirty seventh minute from the penalty for Brewery and like it was quite obvious that you know, whoever was going to get a goal was going to win the hurling match. And that's exactly what happened. But a slight worry about Maru Bohr. I, I thought that once the goal went in, um, that as the game progressed, their challenge seemed to peter out a small bit. And, okay. um, um, yeah, but I, I'm expecting that Maru Bohr, of course, you see, Maru Bohr were relegated last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were obviously looking to see how they react to it. And I, I, I thought for 40 minutes um, on Sunday that they were doing quite well, you know. Um, but then Brody seemed to step on the gas now. Um, it, 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 you know, the general narrative was that, you know, it was whoever was going to get the goal was going to win it. And that's exactly what happened. So you expect Maru to, to bounce back? I think Maru might bounce back and, and, and get the better of, of, of Kuhn. And then Group 2, uh, Palace Green versus Crow, Kilfinney, 
Kilmallock versus Knocky Derry. Sorry, Pell Screen Cock 20 is on um the Friday in Mungret at 7 o'clock. Then you've Kilmallock versus Knocky Derry Saturday in Ballygrand at 2 sorry, Sunday at 2 o'clock. And Hospital Harborstown versus Granabell and Gary Sunday in Kilfinnan at 2 o'clock. So, Pell Screen Cock Just a small bit of context to these games, Jack, is that um, I saw the Kilmallock um, Hospital Harborstown game on Sunday evening. And this, this was a game between the team that had just won the County Intermediate League, Hospital Haverstone, and the team that had withdrawn from the competition. So, like, Kilmella came into pure raw. They, 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 they had no game played. And they were so close to winning it. It, it was a high-scoring game, 121 to 217. I think they were level eight times during the game. Mm. And... Um, uh, Hospital Herberstown just edged it in, in the end. Now, I was disappointed with Hospital Herberstown, I have to say. I was expecting more from them after they're winning the league. But look, um, first round of the championship, Jack, is about getting the job done. They went out. Now, they were a good bit below their best. There, there, there's no question and after about that. Um, but, you know, they, they, they learned the solitary lesson, you know, Jack, that there's, there's a chasm between league and, and, and championship hurling. Like when you go into the championship, it's welcome to the real world. Yeah. But getting back to your actual question, um, I, I think Croke Kilfinney will, will edge it against Palace Green. Um, they, they, were last year, they were last year's runners-up. Um, I don't think they have done anything that would suggest, you know, that they have regressed in any way. Um. So I I I'm, I'm going for Croke, but I think it will be it will be tight. It will be tight. That particular game will be tight. Yeah. Kilmallock Nakaderi. Yeah, it, uh, you know, I, again, it will be close, but I think Nakaderi will try and bounce back and win that one. And Hassel Harborstown, Granavallingary. Third time in four years that they have met in the championship. Uh, Hospital Her- Hospital Harborstown have won the previous two. In 2020, uh, in 2019 and 2020, <coughs> I'm going for Danny Gary just to make it third time lucky. Oh, um, and obviously then the, the Junior A uh, Championship. I'll just run through the fixtures here. There's so many, or the results, there's so many of them to get through. Coromanister beats Decker Wallace, 216-16. Tabatlanton lay down a marker, 323 to 110 winners over Black Rock. Valley Brick and Bormore, 113 to 12 point winners over Drum Broadford. In Group 2, St. Pat's and Kaledi drew. Uh, Monaghan beat a Hanwell 5-14 to 1-10. And Clahan had the minimum over Castle Grand 2-15 to 117. And into the Group 3, um, Phoenix Kilmeady 3-11. Munger St. Paul's 1-8. Doon were heavy winners over Bally Brown 4-23 to 111. Uh, St. Cairns and, and Skeeton. That's on this Thursday night. The game was postponed due to bereavement. So I suppose condolences to the family, the McGrath family, and their side past the Lorne. Um, and then into Group Four, you had Torna Fulla beat Raquel two seventeen to one twelve. Patrick's well uh, one twenty to fourteen point winners over All Christians and Kiltiri Drumkeen five ten to two eight winners over Carries Milan. Uh, full on the fixtures. Um, you can get them on on the website. Um, I've posted and up in it there, but. From what you saw That's there, Matt. The, the standout for a result there was Trahan over Castletown Valley Grand. You had mentioned it in fairness, sure. I did, right. I did, I did mention it, but um, I, I did mention them that if, if, if they got all their resources together, um, that, 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 that they would be strong. But, um, I, you know, I, 
if we were doing predictions on those games, I would certainly have come down on the side of Castletown Valley Grand, I must admit. But it's nice to see the revival of Cahan, Jack, in, in, inside and, and, you know. And um, I suppose um, another another result to note there um, would be the victory of Dune over Bally Brown. Like, Bally Brown were making shapes last year, particularly at junior level. That they had a decent side, but certainly they they, they suffered a, a very very a very very heavy defeat. Now I'm I'm going out to a game this evening, this Wednesday evening, Jack. That's the first of the second round games, and what a game it is! Uh, what a game it promises to be! Black Rock and the Stakers. Pardon? Any for the callers? I'm uh, Jack. Why, why do you always have to go a bridge too far? <laughs> I can't Jack, let you and, just go and enjoy and, these games. I'm sitting on the fence because I'll be lacerated no matter what way I go. But yeah, I'm not but... poking a ball. I'm not poking a ball for either side. Yeah, it's only it's only Wednesday, and we're already back in abstraction, which is which is great to see. Um, before we get into predictions, Matt, just a couple of um, business matters to get to. The Legends match in Maru, which is on next Saturday, and I know you'll be away next weekend. So, um, Saturday the thirteenth in Bohar Pitch. If you just want to, I suppose, give your spoke about it. Yeah, Jack, this this is for a very, very good cause. It's 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 for Crumlin's Children Hospital Children's Hospital. And it's been organized by Alan Foley, um, whose whose daughter um and uh, who thankfully is is has been restored to full health, um, had occasion in her in her early days to, to use um use um Crumlin's Children's Hospital. And um, in, 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 you know, she got such three. She's got such excellent treatment there that Alan is now has put together this legends match. And when you when you're looking for rivalries, I suppose, and especially over around Maru and Bohor, but there's no greater rivalries than Limerick and Tipperary. So he has he has two teams organised, um, uh, two teams of leg- legends from Limerick and Tipperary. The Limerick team will be managed by. Eamon Cregan, jointly managed by Eamon Cregan and Richie Bennis. And Conor O'Donovan from Bomley from Effin. And uh, the two times All Ireland medal winner with Tipperary. He 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 will be the manager of the Tipperary team. And um it it, it looks at this stage that people like Brendan Commons, uh, Paul Corn, Owen Kelly, Michael Cleary will be among those that will be lining out in the Tipperary colours. And taking a trip back in time for Limerick, you'll you'll have um, uh, Steve McDonough, Joe Quaid, Matt Foley, Tom Condon, Kieran Carey, Albert Shanahan, and 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 there's 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 a contingent of ex Limerick players that are from the Maru Bohor Club. We have the three Tobin brothers, Pat Kevin and and Shani, uh, and Paddy Mac and and Willie Walsh, all, all from the local club. Now, there, there will be there, there there'll be a number of guests on the evening, and um, like it, it 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 this is potential to be a great family occasion, and all for a very very good cause. Um, the McCarthy Cup will be present in Bohor on Sunday on Saturday Saturday evening at two o'clock, and there with it um, will be Keen Lynch, Am Galan, Dermot Burns. Pat Ryan, David Reedy, Barry Nash, and possibly more to come. And also there will be the 
2021 All-Ireland Puck Father Champion, who was unlucky to lose the Puck Father at the weekend uh, on Monday, um, Colin Ryan. So there's a star, there's there's a star-studded cast for the game. Um, it's it's going to be a star-studded attendance as well. And it will be all rounded off with music and a barbecue in McGrath's pub afterwards, during which there will be a raffle. Now, it's for a very, very, very good cause, um, Crumlin, Chil um, uh, Crumlin Children's Hospital. And um, anybody that could and should um, come out there on Saturday week at 2 o'clock in Bohor, come out and support a very, very good cause, and there will be a great evening's entertainment. Yeah, obviously it's a brilliant cause, but there's um, as you said, it's great entertainment to see all those players and to to see the Liam character. You mentioned Colin Ryan there, and obviously he runner up on Monday um in the defence of his puck father title. Um, very close. Tyke Body was the same. He finished second under sixteens category. John Chalk was there thereabouts in the in the men's category. Not to be for Limerick, which we're not really used to in these days to not winning, but a valiant effort by the trio. A valid effort by all three, and and um, apparently, um, and I'm I'm not one hundred percent off here with with the, the scoring method that's employed in the long poke jack, but uh, apparently, Colin Ryan and Ty Body both were only just a, a matter of meters short, a couple of meters short of of that elusive first place. Killian Feeling from Kilkenny was was the winner. And I, I, I'd say he came out of the woodwork a bit, um, Jack, to win it because, like, um, Colin Ryan was their defending champion, uh, the champion for the two years previous that it was held. It was, wasn't held one year because of the COVID. Um, Killian Kiley from Offley, he was there. Neil McManus um, from Antrim. Antrim. Uh, John Chalk, they, they, they were on the field. But, um, you know, I, I, I'd say he certainly didn't come up on the radar as one of the potential winners at the start, but that's that's what happened. He won it. And um, Dara Smith from Westmead just aged out tight body in the, in the under-16. But very, very interesting, in, in the ladies, in the Camogie, there was, a car, there was a cart double. And not just a cart double, but it was two sisters, Molly and Lucy Lynch, the two sisters from Sarsfields, Molly, who was sub-goalkeeper with the Cork Senior Camogie team, and her sister Lucy, they, they took the All-Ireland Senior and Under-16, which was a phenomenal achievement and a unique achievement. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very unique that it will go back to to the same home, probably. Um, just on the win of Peugeot, Matt, I suppose we haven't talked about it in a while, that it's, you know, there's only there's less than a month to get your tickets in uh, online sales till the 26th of August. The draw is on the 2nd. Uh, it's only 20 quid for, for a ticket to win that Peugeot. Um, as we said before, you know, you're you're feeding back into, into Limerick Chain. and we've seen how successful they have been in, in recent years. So, um, you know, if, if you're interested yeah, in the game. Yeah, we, 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 we cannot, we cannot emphasise enough um, the importance to support the draw, you know, and being with a chance of winning a Peugeot. But, you know, we, 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 we've all... You know, being so gratified over the last four years, five years, winning four All Irelands, and that doesn't happen by chance, you know. And it needs financing. And you know, I would appeal to people to dig deep and and support this draw, you know, and and get tickets for it. And um, you know, you're in with a chance 
of, of winning a Peugeot. I I enter these things, you know, usually, and I'm been one hundred percent right so far, Jack. I I enter these things on the basis that I have the hope of winning. So, um, you'll I, get a good I'll surprise. Doing... You'll get a good surprise um, someday. You'll get a good surprise someday when if you're entering without the, a chance of winning and you do win. But uh, win a Peugeot. You'd, you'd, that you'd, I... you'd need to upgrade it to shock, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, true. Winnipeugeot.ie, anyway, is uh, where you can go to get those tickets. And it's simple as a, a few clicks, and that money does go to support the Limerick County teams that have been so good to us in recent years. Before we finish up, Matt, our predictions, as usual, we'll just go through the six uh, senior games. At the moment, you're leading narrowly 10-9, or, sorry, 15-14. We, the only game we went different at the weekend was a day and a half, and they drew, so... Uh, we were close with the results in a couple of games. Yeah, um, I think we had we had liberties by three or four, and they won by two. And same with Munger, I had them by two. We had them by one, and they won by three. And uh, there was a lot of close ones there, but no no game spot on the money. But uh, five out of six isn't the worst. Um, we'll get into this week's match, and we'll start with the big one: Napierschik versus Kilmallock. Kilmallock by two. Kilmallock. By two, I'm gonna go for Napierschig. Um, not only to go against you, but I just think Napierschig by two. They're great. No, like no, how to get the win? But it, you know, it's it's a really tight game. Doing and Adair. I'm going with a do. Uh, I'm going with Doing by four. Doing by four. I'm gonna do go Doing by six. I think they'll regroup after the first round win uh, and just put a, a marker out there. And a hand versus Patrick's well. Going by a hand to share it by a point. A hand by a point. I'm going to go Patrick's well by three, um, just to regroup. Uh, Lion Palace versus South Liberties. I'm going for Liberties by two. And I am going to go for KP by two. So we've a lot of difference here anyway, so far. If anything, there, there will be a change there. Gary Spillane versus Black Rock. Gary Splan by three. I'm going to go by Gary Splan by the minimum, by a point. And Munger St. Falls versus Bally Brown. Bally Brown by three. Bally Brown plus three. I'm going to go with Munger by the minimum there, by a point. So, Pierce is Kilmallock. I said the Pierce used to Kilmallock doing a dare, but said doing a hand pass well. I said the well use of the hand. Munger St. Paul's, Billy Brown. I said Munger, you said Billy Brown. Gary Spillane versus Black Rock, both in agreement with Gary Spillane and KP versus South Liberties. I said KP, you said Liberties. So there's a lot of change there, or a lot of difference that we will actually, you know, for the first time in a while, have different interests in all the games. But as we always say, it's just for a bit of fun. We're not poking the ball or, or kicking or anything in, in these games. It's all for a bit of fun. Um, also this weekend, Matt, we have the return of the Premier League, and I know you have vested interest in Everton. Um, how do you see that going for the year? I should look. I see him struggling, Jack. You know, um, uh, one thing hasn't changed is is the man on which the football club has been run. You know, and I I would be very very critical of that. I, I hope to get over there pretty shortly. Um, but you know, I I've been I've, I've been following Everton football club with what nearly six decades and, you know, why Everton Football Club have had such a great tradition is because they have been so well run. 
and um, so carefully run. But that that has all changed in the last six or seven years. And certainly for me, that somebody that's a diehard, um, it's very, very, very hard to take and it's very, very, very hard to understand. And, and how they have found themselves in such difficulty with financial fair play, I, you know, it's, it's just mind-boggling. Um, so some of the stuff that, that's going on and, you know, like if you expect me to say that they're going to win the league or that they'll get into Europe, no, but I, 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 my best case scenario for this year is that they'll do better than last year, um, which is a minor statement. Yeah, I don't think that they will, I don't think that they will have relegation trouble. And, um, I, I, I would be one of the ones now that, one of the, the Everton supporters, Jack, that would be 100% behind the manager. I think we have very, very good manager now. And, you know, I, I you know, um, uh, one of the best players I think I've ever seen playing the game. And um, I, I'm so glad to have him on board. And I think in time that he will prove to be a great manager. Whether it's with Everton or not, um, I don't know. Because Mr. Mashiri, in his wisdom, you know, um, it changes managers like people who change handkerchiefs. You know, that, that you know, yeah. so um, I, I, I think he should get an opportunity and um, I certainly think he's going the right direction. But if you ask me if I'm looking forward to a Premier League, um, I never look forward less to a Premier League because right. I can see it being a certain element of a struggle. And the nice neighbours mm-hmm. Liverpool, who I support, that will be in the running for the well, title. You know, I, can, I can see it being a, a straight fight between Liverpool and Manchester City, you know, but possibly Manchester City... Um, you know, it would all depend on whether Haaland can get the goals or not, Jack. You know? Yeah, or, Dar- or Darwin yeah. Nunes for Liverpool. Yeah, but I I, I, I would think that, um, you know, based on what I have seen and, and, and based on the, on the respective lineups, I, I I would think, you know, that the that, that, that scales might be tipping in Liverpool's favour this year. And it doesn't, it doesn't give me any joy to say it, you know? Yeah, well, it and, certainly gives me joy to hear you say it. That, uh, yeah, but we want to be watching Arsenal as well. You know, I think they have recruited pretty well during the summer. You know, and okay. um, I, I, you know, will Haaland? Big question for Manchester City: Will Haaland replace Jesus? You know, and 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 Sterling. Like that, there are two big names gone. There's a lot of goals gone there. You know, well, hopefully, hopefully, I, I don't want to see anyone do badly. But uh, from a Liverpool point of view. You're hoping he takes his time to settle in and that Nunes sits around running. But that's enough soccer <laughs> for the year now. That's our soccer out of the way for, for the rest of the year. Um, loads of hurling to look forward to, obviously, on Saturday night. Kilmallock Napiershig, that's live on Limerick TV. You can purchase that game, as I said, on the website or you can go into the Sport Limerick website and you'll, you'll find the necessary links. Um, it's one I'm starting to look forward to. But there's a host of games. Um, if you go onto the website, there's a there's a fixture list for all the games. As Matt said, we're starting tonight with BlackRock versus Decker Wallace, and we won't be finished till Sunday evening. So there's 28 games, I think, over the next four days, five days, we'll say Thursday to Sunday. So get out to them as many as you can because they did de- they certainly delivered in round one, Matt. And you'd imagine more of the same this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I expect I expect more of the same this weekend, and I expect to see big crowds at the games as well. And um like I, I would just reiterate my appeal to the powers that be. You know, if, if they could just spread them out a small bit more, I think there'd be an awful lot more people happy. You know, yeah. And 
you know, it, it it poses a logistical problem for us that are covering it as well. Let's 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 put our hands up and say like we have a vested interest in it. But you know, I, I the message I'm bringing back is the message that I had on the ground, and I was at five games over over three different levels over the weekend, and so I I think I got a fair cross section of public opinion on on it. All very satisfied with with them. Structures all very satisfied with the fare that was on offer, but that element, that slight element of discontent about the um, the fact that so many games are on at the same time. Yeah, that's one thing we could take from this. Just maybe spread them out, just a small bit of spreading. Obviously, you won't be able to go to every game, but if you go to more, that'd be ideal. Maybe two games a day, Saturday and Sunday. But for now, anyway, yeah, because we'll... the, the, the Cena Football Championship, Jack, and you you got the fixtures just like I got them last last evening for the third round. There's a good spread out of those fixtures now. If yeah. the, in the senior, if we, if we could get something similar between the senior and the Premier Intermediate, but there has to be a number of games on every evening. There's 28 games, call a spade a spade. But if oh, the yeah. senior could, the senior and Premier Intermediate could be spread over four four days, I think an awful lot of people would be much happier. And if 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 we could go down the road of double fixtures, yeah, that's certainly something that hopefully people look into. But as as we said from the outset, we don't envy anyone having to, to make those decisions and to fix games. But we certainly don't. No, we have an we hour and twenty. On, we have an hour and twenty. And on the we, clock there. we have we have we have no plans in swapping with him at, at any time soon either, Jack. No, 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 we don't certainly don't. Uh, 81 minutes there on the pod, Matt. I think it was pretty um insightful from you, uh, from all the games you were at. And there's loads of games so far to this weekend. So, again, I thank you, Matt, for your contributions and to everyone that listened and commented, etc. Uh, we'll be back next week. Well, Matt, you're, you're on your holidays, so we should best look in your holidays. Um, and uh, there'll be some, there'll be someone in trying to replace you, but I don't know, will they be able to? But until then, uh, enjoy the holidays, enjoy the games. Getting tired of the old foggy now, complaining, you know. I know you're you're leaving the complaints. As long as Limerick are winning, you're you're fine. So thank God we've had the bones of five years of that, and we've brilliant club championships as well. So again, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and to everyone that tuned in, and we'll be in touch next week. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Question the game, we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run and that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy 